0: Ghosts
1: are horny. (laughs) Oogie.
0: Revisiting female violence. That could be any of these episodes.
1: I I hate to bring up bugs. (laughs) Once again, I have to bring up bugs. Six quick and easy steps
2: for your common demon summoning. I accept this headcanon.
0: Liberal propaganda. Damn cucks.
1: This is a John Winchester hate zone.
0: Could have had Killer Optimus Prime, and he had to be racist.
1: Fucking racist. Perseuder. Hi, and welcome to On the Road with Supernatural, the podcast where we watch and discuss Supernatural episode to episode from the beginning. I'm Jasper Graydon.
0: I'm Jordan Grimm.
1: And I'm Allie. And we'll be your hosts for this Monster of the Week journey through American folklore and Christian mythology. Today is our last episode for a little while that we'll have Allie. Very sad times. But we are very excited for your trip. I want to hear all about it. I want to see all of the pictures, etc, etc.
2: Oh, of course. Of course. I am so excited. I'll be in Ireland with most of my family. My fiance's never been, so he is very excited. And I'm excited to show him somewhere that I really love.
1: Aw, y'all are so cute. (laughs) Well... I wish I could be going with you,
2: Mm -hmm. which
1: is related (laughs) because this episode is about wishing and I'm very clever and funny. (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying trying to segue. It's not happening. (laughs) Today, I was thinking we could make a wish and have consequences assigned to our wishes somewhat akin to the episode. So, Jordan, I'll have you go first.
0: Okay, so I don't drive. Little fact about me. I have been recommended by doctors not to drive because of my really poor eyesight. And my parents just really didn't want me learning for some reason. I don't know why. So I would just love to be able to teleport wherever the fuck I want. Oh. It just would be so freaking Mm -hmm. useful.
1: I love that. Okay, but now we have to make it shitty.
0: Ooh, a little caveat.
1: I have
2: an idea. You teleport and it's always next to it the stinkiest person.
0: That's hilarious. I would like to do it just to call people out. Like I'll be in a room and I'm like I'm going to tell I'm going to walk to the kitchen and teleport in to call your ass out.
1: You're like you stink. Of course. Cuz I wouldn't might. even have
0: to be like if someone's a little smelly that day, I'd be like, "Hmm," and like walk away and be like, "Oh, Sorry, you must just be the stinkiest. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: the fuck? Oh God!
0: Sorry. What about you, Allie?
2: I'm so torn as to what to choose because I'm so afraid of what y'all are gonna say, and weirdly, <laughs> I care so much. I know, I know this is fake, fake. but I it still so. matters. Mm, mm-hmm. I think I would wish. Ooh, I wish I could touch object, objects and know their history.
0: Oh, so like object empathy? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I have a caveat. Okay. I was going to say something related to the power, but I just know this would make you really embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> while you're having the the vision, you always let out a really long, drawn-out <laughs> fart.
2: I would genuinely never touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd ruin this for me. (laughs) You laugh, but I'm going to find payback, Jordan.
0: Oh, no. You're going to fart on me. Jordan. (laughs) Jordan. Everyone, Allie's going to fart.
1: Jordan. Oh, my goodness. All right. Simmer down. Simmer down. Jesper, what would you do? I would wish that I had, um, you know, like Mystique from X-Men. I would Mm -hmm. wish to have her specific power. Oh, yes. I have a really good answer to that.
2: Okay, okay. You can Mystique into whoever you want, but you're always the Walmart version of that person. Oh, man.
0: That sounds hilarious. (laughs) I already feel like the Walmart version, so I want to see what the Walmart version of me looks like. (laughs)
1: your brother (laughs) yeah true why am i laughing so hard at that oh my god (laughs) i'm such an asshole oh my god
0: since my family's not allowed to listen to this it's actually kind of funny Mm -hmm. because i've always said that my brother is literally just the uglier version of me And Allie's attracted to really ugly people. And one time she was like, Jordan, in high school, like, I would have been all over your brother. And I was like, yeah, because he's blonde and ugly.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) Did I say in high school? Because it's just your brother is attractive.
0: Oh, there you have it, guys.
2: (laughs) And I'm so glad he can never hear this.
0: (laughs) I'll tell him. Don't worry.
1: No, please, God, don't. Like, I'm genuinely blushing. (laughs) I would never
0: do that to you.
1: Thank you. Jordan's going to dial up their brother and be like, so on our podcast last night, Allie (laughs) said you were attractive, but Jasper said you were the Walmart version of me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My brother would
0: find both of those things hilarious,
2: to be
0: honest.
2: (laughs) But luckily, he'll
1: never need to. Exactly. Today's episode is season four, episode eight, Wishful Thinking. The one where the boys get red-pilled. This episode was written by Ben Edlund and Lou Bolo, was directed by Robert Singer, and originally aired on November 6th, 2008.
0: Well, here we are.
1: Here we are. Another pervy open.
0: Yeah, I was like, haven't we had this opening already in, like, the Ghost Ship episode? Do we need this, like,
1: psycho moment? Right, in that one, but I feel like it's not the only time. There was also in Bugs. Sorry, I have to bring up Bugs.
0: Bugs. You're so right, though.
1: <laughs> we get a lot of women showering. Yeah, the, the like, hot lady shower death. It's a popular, it's a popular trope, you know? Thanks, Hitchcock. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know, I just, like, honestly found, like, the peeping Tom that's, like, a human to be, like, more disturbing than the murder.
1: Yeah! I don't know. I, like, obviously it sucks, and it's gross, and, like, it's super violating, But it is kind of funny to, like, turn this trope on its head like, ooh, some kind of spooky thing was about to get her. But it's just some, like, idiot 14-year-old or whatever. It's just Ron Weasley. Oh, my God. Walmart (laughs) Ron Ron Weasley. Weasley.
2: (laughs) Oh, my. That's. Okay, now I know why I was thinking of Walmart versions. I had thought that when I watched it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This makes sense. We have already come full circle. (laughs) episode's over guys pack it up we're done
0: I do like the inclusion of, like, her falling and then him helping her up and stuff. Like, there was fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, they played with it, like...
0: They did humanize a pervert, which makes me really want to look at that writer's room, but...
1: Right. I can, well, I can get I over it. I feel like we're all sort of, like, peeping the writer's room during this mm-hmm. episode, though, because it's not just the, the invisible pervert. It's also, yeah. like, the entire Wes character story is like yeah. Ooh, y'all like i mean and i will say at least with the pervert the the shower pervert um they did go to lengths to let us know that the main character sam thought this was just completely gross and yeah. not okay like yeah. So so it felt like you know instead of them being like you know oh so funny whatever they were like you're stupid kid get out of here I don't know I'm like yeah okay fine mm-hmm. I can I can come to terms with it. True.
0: Honestly, like it was not a bad cold open. It was it was fine. I think the rest of the episode, in retrospect, may be a little more skeevy. But yeah. Yeah.
1: I yeah there there is some skeeviness. It's it's interesting because like. I definitely get a very, um, like Buffy vibe from this episode. It like really yeah. reminds me of, uh, and Allie, I don't think you're this far yet, so it doesn't matter, but, um, it really reminds me of like Warren and his robot girlfriend, mm. but also then Warren brainwashing his ex-girlfriend.
0: Yeah.
3: Do you
1: remember those episodes?
0: A little too well, yeah.
1: Yeah, but, like, the thing is, with the episode of Buffy, they're very direct about, like, the implications of free will and also, like, rape. <laughs> yes. So, I don't know. It's, like, close, but maybe not as um, complex. I don't know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I will say, I will say, on a completely different token... Uh, it's not even, like, the main thing that's going on with me in this episode. I'm just so distracted by the fact that, like, so, like, the overarching plot thing is, like, Sam Mm -hmm. trying to get Dean to open up. Yeah. And it's just, like, not woven into the episode very, like, subtly. They're just, like, well, they're having a conversation about dean being in hell and now they're talking about bigfoots like it, it's just <laughs> a very like jarring thing and nothing to me i don't know like like it, it it's so illustrative of how jarring it is that we have like this cold open and then the title card and then they're like talking about hell memories inside of what is obviously making fun of a tgi fridays <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah the walmart version of tgi fridays if you will i'm going to wear this joke out you're never gonna laugh again <laughs> have y'all been to a tgi fridays oh never. gosh maybe
0: like two times in my life
1: this is exactly how those servers are there i honestly like feel a little bad for him like they're obviously like what the fuck is with this guy who's weird but like he probably has to do that you know poor dude also side note that's what jordan is like at work there <laughs>
0: absolutely fair
1: people come up to jordan at work and jordan's like hi oh my gosh i'm so happy to see you
0: gosh i don't know how to turn the fakeness off it's like seeped into me like a lead poisoning
1: it is you fucking gemini shit It's true. Mm -hmm. I love when you fake laugh at customers or like patients' (laughs) jokes. It's the scariest sound. (laughs) I'm like, Jordan is just laughing to laugh. Like, what are they laughing at? I'm over in the corner, like counting pills. And you're (laughs) like, (laughs) it's terrifying. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) I just want to unsettle people in a Stepford way.
1: It doesn't work. They just want to marry you. That's fair. You're too charismatic.
0: Maybe to punish the customers I hate, I'll actually marry them.
1: Oh my god. I love that. Do it. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, that's the vibe I get from this server. So when they're talking about the case, the potential case here, uh, and it's like a shower ghost or whatever, Ali, I immediately like thought of you, and I was like, Ghost Cummies. <laughs> Oh god. (laughs) I thought you thought of me because I've had to deal with ghosts when I'm showering. I mean if you do I didn't I don't know about it. Do you?
2: I have. Oh shit. I tell. I was like horribly sick in the fall. Oh my gosh I had a fever of over like 103 for over a week. I remember this. I was so ill but it wasn't even COVID. And when I was showering, I closed my eyes and like the head scrubber I have, Mm -hmm. um, flew over my head. I felt it like the air go through my hair and then slam down to the floor behind me on the other side of me.
1: That's really terrifying. I feel like in the shower is the last place I would want to be interacting with a ghost. That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
2: That's why I was so incredibly, like, angry. (laughs)
1: You weren't even scared. You were just like, hey. <laughs> For real. I was just pissed. <laughs> you were like, I'm trying like, to get me clean. Let shower.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so
0: so they're still talking to Candace.
1: We Yeah, we didn't. We hadn't touched on that.
0: Oh, yeah, she wasn't at the... Yes, that's right. Gosh, the beginning of this episode is just like... It bleeds together.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of... It's all over the place. It really is. Candace herself is such a character... I have talked to so many people like her. Working at that crystal shop I used to work at. Oh my oh, god. Oh, yeah. I'm something of a natural sensitive. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god, especially this was the time of like that boho kind of intuitive, which I think was probably mm-hmm. even more annoying.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. And that, that was like the fashion trend at the time too. Ew. Jesus, what a bad time. This is why whenever people are like, wouldn't you want to wish to be younger? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, not a single part of me. Yeah, nev- no. Why would I want to do that? Yeah. Horrible. I know, like, inserting the title of a thing into the thing is, like, corny, but I still get a kick out of it every time when Sam is, like, the working title of my <laughs> book is Supernatural.
2: I like when it's a swing and a miss. Like preternatural.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or um, or like paranatural or things yeah. like that. I want to co- make a comment, but Jordan, you have to close your ears. So my friend Ripley, who did a segment for a previous episode pointed out to me something that I hadn't considered before which is that this bit right here about um, Sam writing the supernatural book Mm -hmm. is probably foreshadowing for the episode the monster at the end of this book where Chuck is introduced. I was just wondering about that. Yeah, and I don't know why it never clicked for me before. But Yeah, but that makes so much sense. Yeah, it really does, especially considering the way some of the other characters in the town um, mirror mm-hmm. Sam and Dean with their exaggerated behavior. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Jordan, it's, it's safe to come back now. I am back. <laughs> you better have kept your ears closed.
0: I heard talking, but I disassociated and didn't
1: hear any of it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Mood. Ugh. Her, like, story about the ghost, Candace, is really wacky. um, And, like, I honestly wish that this had been the episode. It's just, like, them uncovering this shower pervert. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like, some of the things he says to her is, like, like, please don't tell my mom. Like, sorry, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's yeah. so fucking funny. I agree. And at least they were, like... Willing to be like, you shouldn't be a peeping Tom, son.
0: Yeah, I was was really surprised that Dean wasn't gonna, like, he didn't make a comment about, like, not blaming the kid or, like... Right. I would have, yeah, I would have done the same thing, but you still shouldn't do it or something like that. Right, right.
1: I think that's part of why they wrote Sam being the one to go deal with that situation, Plus, like, it really would have been hitting us over the head way too many times to have Dean go do it after multiple comments about naked shower ladies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about how many, yeah, all the comments.
1: And, and like, to be fair, okay, I, too, would w- want to save naked shower ladies from pervert ghosts, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> But I don't think that's the angle they were working in the writer's yeah. room. <laughs> I don't think they were like, we have to protect these women from being spied on and having their their secure, sense of security violated. Generally, though, despite all that, I really I think that this episode um, does have a really good rhythm. It, it almost reminds mm-hmm. me of um, the mystery spot in the way that we have our attention called to things going on in the background, like almost constantly.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true.
1: Again, I was thinking of Allie. I was like, I wonder if Allie thought this, too. Yeah, I like the parallels.
2: I also every time I watch this, I'm just like, wish it was a trickster one. Like, I know we don't need a trickster one right here, but like, it could have been. Yeah, no, totally. I didn't
0: even think about that. Yeah, Yeah, it could have been.
2: Yeah, it kind of makes me sad. Like,
1: I just want more Trickster. I want his own TV show. You just want to see more Richard Spate. Also true. Don't, don't lie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll take him in any form.
1: Good. I I mean, it's good that you, you are comfortable with that aspect of yourself, Allie, is what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness.
2: Yeah, I, I... I think this can be a fun episode. I like how many, like, little twists to what you're expecting. Also, I just love the idea of, like, wishes gone wrong. Like, it's such a fun idea to play with. Right. I just especially like things like the bear. Like, that oh bear Oh, my God, iconic. the
1: bear. The, the whole
2: thing with the bear. Like, I'm not trying to skip ahead, but it's so good.
1: No, no. Like, the whole, the bear's whole story like you Mm -hmm. go from thinking that's the other thing about this episode it feels like there's like a bunch of different little mini cases that they're doing like the invisible peeping tom and then this one that starts out as a bigfoot thing which by the way Mm -hmm. fuck you bigfoot is real and he's out there.
2: <laughs> I was like, just don't take Mothman. You can have Bigfoot. What? What's your problem with Mothman? No, like Supernatural. Don't take Mothman away oh, from us. Oh,
1: oh, 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 true. Yes. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, the opposite. Like, you can have Bigfoot. I don't care. Believe us, Mothman.
0: I care. I, actually, I was really excited for Bigfoot. I, I was like, is this going to be like an Attack of the Cryptids episode? That would be so yeah. fucking
1: fun. That would be fun. Just all all of them. All of them. That really would.
0: But instead, they took a trope that I also think is really fun and made me not care about it.
1: Oh, what? Really?
0: Uh, Yeah, it was not my episode.
1: What? Mm. I love the bear. I'm glad we got some differing opinions here, though.
0: The bear, I was fine with. I did did actually enjoy Mm. the bear. Was not a big fan of his taste in pornography, but... True, true.
2: But I think that's supernatural as
1: a whole to me. Like... Uh, well, and I think on top of that, because they're, like, really pushing this, like, you know, the bears Dean, right? But just, yeah, like, yeah. P- to extremes. So, of course, they have to throw in the busty Asian beauties gag, just <laughs> so we really get it, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah. Also, like, one thing we will never need is, like, a horny stuffed animal.
1: Okay, but I think that's really funny,
0: actually.
1: <laughs> uh, All I, I can think too. about is, like, He's a stuffed animal. Like he doesn't even have brains to blow out. Although he tries. Like. Oh my god! That how part. is he? Like oh. you know, does does he have like a, a reproductive system? Like how does that work? Like what does he need all that porn for? Like can he even jerk off? It's for the articles.
0: Yeah, it's like can he jerk off? Can he like ingest alcohol? I'm like, maybe he like. I don't know, maybe it's like the soul of the man and like he wants to do these things. Right. But he's mm. incapable and that's what makes him depressed.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. I well he was also very devastated by the state of, of things in the, the world. world.
3: Relatable as as
1: we Yeah, no, totally. Same same dude. Backtracking a little bit. I love that Sam and Dean hear the word Bigfoot. And they just, like, <laughs> like, heat-seeking missiles go straight for that interaction. They're like, hey, we're the FBI. Uh, you're talking about Bigfoots? <laughs> like." <laughs> also, I bet this man has dreamt of the FBI asking him about Bigfoot. Honestly, yeah. This guy has been waiting to tell the FBI that um, mm-hmm. that Bigfoot ate his ass. No, oh <laughs> he's been waiting
0: all these years.
1: Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's why the boys jet, jet out of that situation so fast, too. True. They're trying to track down the Bigfoot, so they yeah, can get a horny Bigfoot. Yeah, if we get a, a horny teddy bear, ate. we can get a horny Bigfoot. I, I feel like that's kind of what we got. I mean, it wasn't exactly yeah. a Bigfoot, but it was horny. <laughs> what did you think of the entrance of Audrey on her bike? I love that. It's so I love it. it's so like incongruent with everything else yes. going on, and like I love the way they do the camera. Where it's like very like panned out, like you're very far away from Sam and Dean, so you just see mm-hmm. them seeing this girl, and like the way they peek <laughs> behind the corner and everything, it's so fun.
2: It weirdly, the way it's shot reminds me of Halloween Town. How it is like
1: here's like a city, right? And then like follows the unique individuals, right, right, right. Yeah, like you're meant to notice all the little things going on, like the um, like the kid being like Todd being chased by the bullies, or like the guy in the newspaper with the, um, the lottery. Speaking of little things, I, and this truly is tiny, but every time Dean does that thing where he makes a really bad joke or reference and then laughs to himself about it privately and then notices that someone has noticed him and then tries to like school his face back into serious mode, I just love that so much. And I love that it's a consistent thing that Jensen decided mm-hmm. to do. Just like, yeah, I'm going to make this guy a huge dork and embarrassed about how dorky mm-hmm. he is.
0: <laughs> now his facial acting is just like literally next level. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it is. I'm very excited to see him in another project.
1: Yeah. Yes!
0: I read an article where he was interviewed Mm -hmm. and he Mm -hmm. said that like between Supernatural and The Boys, he feels like he's been around like a lot of toxic masculinity in his roles and had to like portray that. And he wants like his next role to be a lot softer. So I'm like really excited to see whatever he does next.
1: I would love that. But anyway, my point is... That we get to watch through like years and years of him doing crazy nonsense with his face. And I'm just, I'm so excited for it. (laughs) Even though I've seen all of this show, I'm, I'm so excited. And that's all I gotta say about that.
0: Okay, so this is, are we at where they see Audrey?
1: Yeah, they follow Audrey home, yeah.
0: I'm also like, so her parents are gone and Bali is what we're left to assume. Yeah. What? How did she get all of this alcohol and porn? Well, she I'm didn't. She didn't
1: get it. The, um, the, her teddy bear stole it and then she was bringing She was returning it.
0: Oh, he, she was returning it. Yeah.
1: That's why there was the note that said, sorry. And like, she was so <laughs> worried when they showed up at the door asking about the bear.
0: You can tell I've been moving. This just all went over my head.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, she was like, oh no, my teddy bear is in trouble for stealing alcohol and porn. (laughs) (gasps) I love the
2: detail that the mom did not want her kid in Bali with them.
1: I know, that's so depressing. It is. Poor
0: little Audrey. I
1: know. (laughs) How much therapy is it going to take to work through that? Probably more therapy than she would need from having a suicidal drunk teddy bear. <laughs> like, to be yeah. honest.
0: Maybe she'll become a hunter. Oh,
1: my fucking God, Jordan. She never moved on. <laughs> it makes me really soft that they pretend to be teddy bear doctors. Yeah. I, every time this scene happens, I'm just overcome with emotion. It's so cute. And then when, like, they're trying to- they- they say he has lollipop disease or whatever. Lollipop. I'm oh like, gosh. oh my fucking god, I can't handle it, it's so cute. I know I usually
2: have a problem with how many times this show leaves them, like, around children, but here I didn't mind so much because, like, clearly, like, this kid is going through some distress and they're trying to, like, like, first be like, hey, are your parents here? Like. Who's watching you? So this one, I feel, it's a lot less problematic. Than yeah, some of the yeah, and,
1: and I, I, really love the choice to like have them. They're like, we need to get her like some real supervision and also away from this crazy bear. Like they're yes. like, who is a trusted adult in your life? Please go stay with them. Like it just <laughs> it feels like a, a very uncharacteristic. Like level of responsibility or, or like not level of responsibility but uncharacteristically responsible consideration on the part of the writers they were like oh maybe we yeah. should have like a second for them to care <laughs> about what happens to this child <laughs> truly what did you think you so you didn't like the bear tell me about the bear jordan
0: Oh, no, I like the bear. Allie didn't like the bear.
1: Oh. No, I like the bear. What the fuck? Oh. Wait. Jordan, oh, I didn't like the Jordan, you said you episode. didn't like the... Episode. Yeah, you didn't like the other parts.
0: Yeah, no, but I like the bear.
1: Oh, okay. Wait, okay. So you were saying you didn't like... You didn't like that it wasn't a Bigfoot.
0: I didn't like there wasn't a Bigfoot. I felt like this scene was good. The beginning of the episode was good. I just thought it, the rest of it was a little bland. Like, I just was not mm. very engaged. Gotcha. I do wanna, I can talk about what I liked about the bear.
1: Tell me what Please you liked do. about the bear. I wanna hear about it.
0: First, I just like how they built this bear up, like introducing this all with the child, the, just the shockiness of the child having that box of things. Right. I like the teddy bear being sick, cause we're already now, like what does sick mean? We're already so worried. Right. I like that the teddy bear immediately yells at the boys when they open the door and they just close it without thinking cause it's <laughs> so insane. I loved that. Yeah. Then the teddy bear itself was so horrifying looking. (laughs) Right. The prop department did so good with it. Right. Also, I like that they just like, they did not pull the punches. They did not give a shit. They were going to make this just absolutely as over the top as possible. Like this depressed ass, suicidal, gluttonous bear that just like sits there and overindulges and cries. And I'm like, awful, and I can relate.
1: <laughs> no, I love it. It's so good. And like, to me, this is like the best way to do like, so, okay, so in lots of episodes, they go into a town and they're doing the case or whatever. And there's obviously a character that's supposed to represent Sam Rudeen, right? And I feel like doing it to this extreme is just such perfect camp. They're, like, Mm -hmm. every single personality trait that Dean has right now, like, as the main part of his, like, character story, just, like, turned up to, like, a gajillion. It's, and, like, on a more serious note, it does, like, remind me of some of the previous things, like, I don't know, like, they both should be, quote, unquote, dead,
0: yeah, for real.
1: Yeah, it's just so fucking, it's so fucking off the wall. Like, who thinks of this stuff?
0: Pretty insane. I This moment, I did really like. Yeah, I'm like, give me more weird existential crisis bears.
1: <laughs> it does make me worry about Dean, too, though. I'm like, Dean, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> I yeah. Like, I know he doesn't and won't, but it's also like, oh, God. and okay can we talk about the bear's suicide attempt yeah Yeah. i remember like the first time i watched this i was like oh that's kind of in poor taste but also haha do you guys have people in your life like get really mad if you joke around about like suicide and self-harm because like i (laughs) i I use humor as, like, a defense Mm -hmm. mechanism, I guess. I'm definitely, like, a laugh-so-I'm-not-crying type. So, like, for me, this kind of shit is, like, fucking hilarious. But, like, I guess there's people who, like, just find this, like, not appropriate. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and it's getting, like, more inappropriate to talk about because like now like in youtube and tiktok if you mention words like self-harm or, or like harm at all mm-hmm. and suicide and stuff they have like algorithm triggers mm-hmm. for like um to demonetize or flag videos that's that wild. use that type of language so now people can't even like it's censored so people can't talk about it which is mm-hmm. making it even more taboo
1: that's really crazy so,
0: yeah
2: yeah, I deal with this a lot because in the classroom, I'm like, like, someone will say something and, and my mind goes like, haha, that's funny. But then I also go like, oh, God, do I need to do something? Like, So I feel both at once.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like your situation is different because you're dealing with minors. True, true.
2: Yeah, but it's difficult because I am someone who copes with humor and I feel like so many people do. And that is like genuinely a healthy way, like. At times, obviously, there are extremes. Right. Um, right. But it's, it's yeah, I thought it was, I thought the scene was really funny.
0: And also, like, I want my media to have a vision and keep in mind the communities that they're affecting. But also, sometimes I do want it to just fucking go there.
1: Right. No, that's how I, I am. Yeah. Like, honestly, for me, it frequently is more important that a story understands itself and just does what it needs to do than, like, trying to make sure that it doesn't go too out of bounds in any direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. absolutely. So eventually, Audrey tells them about the wishing well. And that's, that's how they escape the teddy bear situation.
2: I like how this episode... <sighs> It's a delicate balance, but I do think it's interesting they use, like, this Chinese restaurant. But then I'm so glad that they don't make it, like, the Chinese man or some, like, Chinese history. Like, I like that this is truly just a, like, misplaced coin. Right. Yeah. When I first saw this, I was kind of concerned that it was just going to be racist.
1: And I think there is, like, a little whiff of that in places. Mm, Like, um, you know, the Breast Asian Beauties thing, we've talked to death about how fucking shitty that is. But then also, like, the subtly racist um, thing about, like, health inspectors closing down, quote-unquote, ethnic restaurants, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like it's not, you know, it's... Yellow Fever was, like, deplorably racist, right? Yeah. And so, in comparison, this doesn't feel that bad, even though it makes me, like... I don't know. I
0: just, um, I'm like, the only thing that like really kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit with this is I'm like, the first Asian person we saw was a maid. And now the second is a well, like, um, like a restaurant manager. Yeah, it was a restaurant manager. Yeah, a Chinese restaurant. I was like, and he's also put in like a subservient. role. I just Mm -hmm. can we have like, they've had so many like detectives and shit we have like an asian detective or something i don't know i'm gonna
1: tell you right now the answer is not that i recall
0: forensics worker like we got so many options in this show right truly it's like nope if you're asian you get to clean or work in a restaurant that's on supernatural womp womp
1: womp Oh, and they also end-capped this whole scene with the well um, by having Dean say that it must be hoodoo. Oh, I was hoodoo just like, shut up. <laughs> I told you, they use it every time. They're like, I don't know what this is. Must be hoodoo.
3: <laughs>
1: Fuckers. Generally, though, I, I do really like this um, this whole sequence. Like, from the start where we see Todd making the wish... And then Dean is testing it with his wish. And then they're, they're like talking about their wishes and, and everything and then trying to get the coin out. I think it's, it's fun and it feels much more cohesive and thought out than the other serious moments of the episode, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: No, this sequence was well executed. And it did set up the episode as a whole. We even set up the punchline with the sandwich that, I mean, had a pretty decent payoff.
1: Haha, <laughs> sandwich. Oh. Thank you. I hate that with
2: all of me.
0: <laughs> I will say one thing. We did have the line about Sam's wish and how what he would wish for if he was going to. I'm glad we didn't have this too much of a, like, will they like abuse this fountain or yeah mm -hmm. yeah i'm yeah we just were like we weren't focused on that and i appreciated it
1: yeah but it was still it still gave us some really good character insight without like bonking us over the head with it too bad like i think dean's wish and the the way he talks to sam about what sam's wish might be says a lot about like dean as well but then Sam, I feel like we don't spend a lot of time thinking about like, wow, Sam is really different or like Sam has really changed because mm-hmm. of the fact that we've s- sort of gotten used to him being like very, very um, angry and brutal, mm-hmm. you know, especially towards the end of season three and so far in this season, season four. But then when he... Is like I'm not that guy anymore Like not the guy who wants to be a lawyer And have like 2.5 kids Etc etc You're like oh yeah He really isn't is he Like it it, Mm -hmm. like reminds the audience To sit and, and think about Like how far we've come which I think is very smart. Yeah.
2: I also thought it was good to think like um like Sam is in that guy and that there is no return cuz I feel like we feel really bad for Sam right. um, and kind of wish he could be back there but th- it's true like there's no going back to that.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, I love I love you saying that we wish he could cuz yeah, I think I think that is something the audience is supposed to feel. I mm-hmm. definitely feel that way. I wish poor Sam didn't have his life so completely fucked up like I want him to be okay and I think in that regard it's another instance of us like the audience is supposed to be aligned with Dean most of the time I think Mm -hmm. but that's a different that's a different conversation (laughs) yeah that's that's just a problem with the with the well maybe not necessarily a problem depends on how you look at it but it's yeah just the way the show and ended up being written is very mm-hmm. focused on Dean. But, yeah, I, I also think it's interesting to think about, like, at this point, the, the fact that his wish is, you know, rather than working towards a better future, his wish is sort of, like, working towards, like, revenge. And you're yeah. like, oh, shit, he's become his father. <laughs> True. Oh, it sucks. I'm like, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think, like, um... In the beginning of the series they definitely were like pushing the whole dean wants to be his dad sam acts like his dad actually mm-hmm. thing and and this moment sort of hammers it home really hard for the first time in season four i think it's a bummer
0: <laughs> it is <laughs> poor boys
1: yeah honestly though i i feel that despite the fact that the focus for dean right now is all this crazy i was in hell trauma i think this scene makes me feel a little less worried about him actually mm-hmm. it's like i think it says a lot about his philosophy on life and just like his outlook in general that he doesn't think that hard about his wish uh he wishes for a sandwich. You know, like, like there, he could have wished for so many things. Like he even suggests to Sam, like, wouldn't you wish to undo all this crap? And like Mm -hmm. he on the same token could have wished that or like wish for their parents back or something. Yeah. But like he, but he doesn't. So it sort of feels as if we're being told that like Dean is okay with where he's at generally. Like he feels like he has the things he needs. Like he has enough from life. Which yeah. you could argue maybe he feels like he doesn't deserve more than that. But I, I, I think it also is, it seems to imply like a certain level of comfort um, just with his life. Other than, you know, the hell memories and the nightmares and stuff.
3: <laughs> Fair.
1: I don't know, am I crazy? Jasper, I just want
2: to note that in the recording... When you get my audio, there are two times it's going to sound like I farted. I was squeezing toothpaste into a um, container for travel, and it popped.
0: Okay, so you touched the toothpaste, had a vision of its entire manufacturing, and then just ripped one out.
1: I just want for the
2: record. Uh Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. Okay, I'll leave it in for the record. Oh, no.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I worried a lot more about Sam with this conversation. Like, I'm glad Sam wants revenge and has moved on, but at the same time, like, it's the most violent way he can put it. It's not like I want, like, the gates of hell to not open, Lila to be defeated. It's no, I want her head on a plate.
0: And I'm like, yes, Sam, given.
1: Jordan's I sitting really over here rubbing Sam. his hands together, like, hey, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> Do it.
1: Meanwhile, the rest of us are like, Sam, no. <laughs> Sam, no, like, you okay there, bud? I guess it's sort of disingenuous for me to say I'm like, oh no, Sam, because I mean, like, I am, but also I'm, I'm sitting here like, given to the dark side. <laughs> Fair. I, just, is, I love the villain. That's all I'm Sane. saying. Like, I love the descent.
0: And sometimes we even like the villain. True. Yeah. Maybe if they would have not made them all so gay, I wouldn't have liked them so much Right? now. Uh, right.
1: They were trying to tell us it's evil to be gay. But what we learned is it's fabulous to be evil. <laughs> Literally, though. <laughs> yeah. We were like, ooh, that sounds fun. Like, I saw Hades in the animated Hercules movie one time, and I was like, that's life for me.
0: It's not even always just, like, the evil, like, stepmother or something, too. Like, sometimes I look at, like, Cheryl Blossom, and I'm like, oh, they made all the gays bitchy. Good job, media.
1: Right! Oh my god, you're so right. (laughs) But also, Cheryl Blossom is correct to be a bitch. (laughs)
2: Like yes. that's
1: like good job. Like, and I mean that like seriously. Like, she yes. deserves to be bitchy and good for her. Yes. and she's not even a villain. Like, she's just like a good character you love to hate and
2: sometimes just love. Exactly, like Crowley. Oh my god, don't even get me started. <laughs> that right. is, but I'm excited.
1: As much as I think the trickster's hot, Crowley. Okay, but you kind of have a point there with Mark Shepard. Just saying. Yes. Just saying. Especially like after he like got that whole sleeve tattooed. That might have done something to me. That might have rewired my brain. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I apologize. I don't. I I meant more for the tangent, but... (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Okay, moving along. This is like the point where we finally get this whole wes hope thing going on here they finally are like figuring out what's actually going on in the town and we get the cutaway to uh wes in his house who by the way now now that we have both of them on screen and it's it's sort of their scene The actress who plays Hope, whose name is Anita Brown, was one of the characters in um, season one, episode six, Skin. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. (laughs) She wasn't the blonde girl who was like the sister. Uh, I think she was one of the other like victims or something. I don't know. I can't really remember very well. Um, but more importantly, Wes is played by Ted Raimi, who is, um, Sam Raimi's brother, actually, and they, they do work together quite a bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing this the first time I was like, wait a minute, I know that guy. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Love Sam Raimi's movies. And honestly, like, as much as I hate this character, Wes, I feel like... He is so exactly that annoying fucking loser who thinks that he's entitled to sex because he's yeah. quote-unquote nice or whatever. Yeah. Um, and good job, Ted Raimi, for making that super believable. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So I don't want to get ahead too much, but, like, I don't know. The way that he, like, fully knew that this coin was going to do something took advantage of her... Okay, I'm fine with this storytelling. It's just the way we're meant to also sympathize with
1: him. Like, we're supposed to be like, oh, poor you. She didn't even know you existed. Like, (sighs) shut up.
0: This storyline was just not for me. Right. I am not the targeted audience, and I know there is a large portion of the Supernatural fandom that might be, unfortunately...
1: I just don't feel bad for this type of guy. Me neither. I'm like, maybe you're sexually and romantically unsuccessful because you suck. Exactly. Like, I know plenty of, like, weird-looking nerdy people who fuck a lot. So, I don't know what your problem is. (laughs) Yeah, well, and
0: I'm like, I know people like that as well. Like, the weird nudie person who doesn't fuck. Yeah. And it's like, says a lot that he's like, okay, I, like, want the perfect woman there are people you can date. Like yeah, right. There are, like, why go for, I don't know. It's just bad. It's all You all know what I'm trying to say. No, it's just all I totally
1: get it. And I think it's weird how, like, the narrative, we're, like, also supposed to realize that Wes knows that, like, this isn't emotionally fulfilling, like, because he he's, like, trying to get her to, like, be her own person, and she won't. She can't. Yeah, But then his conclusion is still just like, no, why would I change anything? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, no, he he doesn't really learn anything. And like, he never, despite like the conversations that he has throughout the episode or throughout the ending scenes of the episode with Sam and Dean, he doesn't like ever come to any sort of consideration for Hope's free will. Um, Yeah. And the only reason he decides to unwish his wish uh, is because she kills someone. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Jesus, dude. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: And you were you were talking about Buffy earlier. Yeah. And they do this exact storyline in Buffy. But in Buffy, they straight up say, you are raping me. Like, this is rape.
1: Yeah, yeah. That Like, that's why I brought it up at the beginning of the episode. Because that's yeah. like the first thing i thought of well i mean the first thing i thought of was the robot girlfriend who like yeah. is literally programmed to do nothing but please him but but yeah later when he like kidnaps his ex and like forces her to do stuff like ooh yeah. And, yeah and that's that's why i think like the message of like the case or whatever sort of falls flat for me it was just because like they don't really care about anything going on here except that it's weird like they have no empathy or compassion for hope at all and and like when they're chastising wes right they're not chastising him for being a fucking rapist (laughs) yeah (laughs) or or you know enslaving someone essentially like, they're chastising him for wanting things that he doesn't have. You know what I mean? And yeah. then the, the way the whole conversation then becomes West being like, well, you don't get it because you're both attractive and people pay attention to you. Um, and I'm just like, wow. Like, I just wanted to never speak to a man again after <laughs> that. <laughs> no, it's just for like, real. I, I fucking hate it. I hate this.
0: Yeah, just like the message is off and it's like i don't know because i do think there are redeemable parts of this episode Definitely. But like i just totally checked out and this whole storyline and it's a storyline mm-hmm. we've seen a hundred times before in these shows
1: right mm-hmm. i did really like the sequence of scenes or like interactions between todd and dean culminating in this like conflict <laughs> at the end <laughs> Like, so Dean, in the beginning, sees Todd being chased by bullies then and yells like, "Run Forrest, run <laughs> after him," which mm-hmm. I love that he found the time to sit down and watch all of of that movie, um, just on TV at some point. good for him. But anyway, so then they see him chasing the bullies. and then he see, like after making the wish. and then here he's like trying to talk him down. It's just so goofy to me, and I love this Todd character as sort of like a if Sam was evil kind of thing. Like, <laughs> did you notice they like style him exactly the same way? Like, he has the mm-hmm. huge tan coat and like yeah. the same haircut and like the blue stripey button down thing.
0: It is funny.
1: Obviously, it's not as like complex as maybe the giant crazy teddy bear, but it does feel like. I don't know. The the Darth Vaderness of Todd is very reminiscent of Sam using his powers and I'm into it.
0: It's fun. I also like that like Todd he doesn't like relent. Like mm-hmm. he has to lose his powers.
1: Right, right. Like he's like, no, you cannot talk me down. I'm gonna beat these kids up and I'm gonna beat you up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good for him.
1: Yeah. yeah. I did think it was really sweet that despite all of that, Dean still helps him save face in front of the the kids. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Part of me has to think like, oh, Dean probably knows what it's like to be bullied. Aww. If not by his dad, then yeah. They were like a traveling family, so probably didn't yeah. always have access to
1: showers or yeah, you know, clean clothes. Mm-hmm. Clothes that fit, even yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, why'd you have to make it sad, Jordan?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's my job.
1: Oh, that reminds me. We didn't talk about this earlier. I thought it was a fun thing, just briefly, that they sort of reversed the roles of Sam and Dean in this episode. Like, Sam went off to go do the, like, the action thing where he, like, Mm -hmm. apprehends the the shower pervert uh, where uh, Dean stayed behind and did research.
2: yeah. I'm so curious how many women's locker rooms Sam had to go into until he found this guy. <laughs> Thank God this guy has wet feet. <laughs> Otherwise, Sam would just be chilling in women's locker rooms for a very long time. Maybe it was his plan all along. I'm a little concerned by that.
1: (laughs) I don't think it was his plan. He's too focused on murder to care about boobies. Yeah. Allie, did you want to talk about, did you have anything for this episode? Like the coin or...
2: Yeah, I have it about Tiamat. So, they get this right, but also wrong. Welcome to Supernatural. (laughs) (laughs) she is a goddess of chaos in some stories and of course mm-hmm. this is something that's so long ago when we're talking about Babylonian like mm-hmm. it's hard to track exactly because stories have changed and also there's arguments about whether she also represents like three other characters in more modern and by more modern I'm still talking a thousand years ago thousands <laughs> of years ago <laughs> basically so she was like part of creation mm-hmm. and there's one part that's really that talks about like how her web cage became like the sky and the heavens that like came down to earth that's fucking sick yeah it, but then later she becomes chaos and mm-hmm. it, it's nothing as specific it is more about like heroes having to vanquish her there's a specific word for um a hero having to fight like a sea creature which mm-hmm. is often depicted as i mean that's fair The the ocean is pretty chaotic that's very true So kind of becomes more about her as part of the origin of the world to her as something that needs to be, like, overcome and part of a hero story. Okay. Yeah, I do like that water, because water is, like obviously essential to life and such a key thing and that would be like it makes sense for that to be the origin but it also makes sense for it to be tumultuous and something that could kill you and something that you'd want to vanquish or you'd want the mighty to vanquish.
1: Yeah and I can see the connection then with like Mm -hmm. the wishing well.
2: Yeah like thrown in water and I'm totally okay with supernatural doing like stuff like that like we don't know how it would work Right totally. I love the idea that this coin in the fountain and then someone wishes and it activates. Right. It's so crazy. This is this is the fun stuff. Yeah. Also the origin of it being from World War Two I think is really interesting because think about like how objects move around and how we like lose the stories and significance of objects and mm-hmm. then if someone were
1: to misuse it this could happen. Right, right, right. And like the idea that mm-hmm. like the coin or like the goddess was part of the chaos of, of war in that area is an interesting yeah. little little bit of texture that they added in.
2: Yeah. And okay, my all-time favorite part about this which I would love to know so much more about. Some scholars specifically Robert graves and merlin stone merlin stone who wrote a book when god was a woman Mm -hmm. talks about how this represents um her changing from productive nurturing to like vengeful chaos to be destroyed is representative of changing culture from matriarchal to patriarchal in mesopotamia and later civilizations oh shit that's really cool yeah and how that's why she like the depictions of her are so wildly different was that she was like this goddess of creation and was so incredibly powerful but then how do you justify that in an incredibly patriarchal society
1: will you have a male hero defeat her wow 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 that is a big brain thought that doesn't actually feel like a stretch at all yeah i really really now want to read when god was a woman who was the author again
2: um merlin stone yeah if someone has read it and knows if it's good or if it's terribly
1: dry and not worth it um let me know well thank you for sharing that this is not a deity that i know anything about other than what you just said so cool to Mm -hmm. get some info about that of course oh my gosh
2: okay now that we're talking about the fountain yeah i am (laughs) obsessed with Dean breaking the hammer, trying to get this coin out.
1: I What I love the most about that is that it doesn't really make any fucking sense in None. terms of, like, physics. Like, like, so him hitting the crowbar with the hammer, like, why did that make the hammerhead fly off? I don't know. Like, it doesn't make sense in my head. And I can't I love- envision it. But that makes it even funnier.
2: <laughs> yeah. I am obsessed with Sam just watching and judging throughout this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Too. Oh, my God. I love the that poor, The poor
1: restaurant guys. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, don't break my fountain. That's how I get business. Right, right, right. Poor dude. So, do we want to talk about the outro? I feel like we sort of went over the yes. whole thing with, like, mm. Hope killing someone and then whatever. So they go down to, like, the pier or wherever, wherever the fuck (laughs) they are. And Dean is like, I'm sorry for lying to you. (laughs) And then it starts this whole conversation.
0: Weird thought. Mm -hmm. They always have these big revelations to each other at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. One of these times, I want them to drop the bomb in the middle of the episode. Mm -hmm. And then we're spending the rest of the mystery trying to kind of cope with this new information.
1: Contend with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, honestly, that's part of why this episode feels so, like, disjointed and like disconnected mm-hmm. for me. Because besides yeah, that scene by the well um in the middle, like all of the times that they're talking a- about like this serious conversation, there's just no way to connect it to anything else that's going on. And and it's weird because I think the execution of the scenes themselves is still pretty good. It's just like, what is it doing there? Like, why is mm-hmm. it here? Yeah. I completely agree.
0: Same, I think that sums it up perfectly.
2: Yeah, I don't know where I would have fit it in. It just feels awkward here. And I feel like other episodes, it makes sense why like they come to that revelation. This one didn't like show that process right I do appreciate the conversation itself though because I think this is what we need we don't need to to be completely honest and like basically traumatize Sam but we do need him to be honest of like this isn't something I'm willing to talk about but I am going through it
1: right right yeah no I totally agree I think the setting of boundaries here Mm -hmm. is very good especially with like how codependent they are like their codependency is like a huge like theme in the show like something that's revisited over and over again so like even this early on for dean to Mm -hmm. be like no this is a boundary i'm not talking about this with you don't ask yeah don't ask me to is really awesome also i'm like oh no dean
0: (laughs) and that's the episode and that is that walk away
1: (laughs) yeah we just now it's time to walk away you're so right everyone do your dramatic head turn
0: I actually did get up and do a slow walk, and I feel like I accidentally did, like, the slow walk that the sex workers in GTA do. Oh my fucking god, <laughs>
1: Shut up. <laughs> accidentally. I wish always walked like that, though. True. Oh yeah, that's real. That would, like, just fake you. That's
0: actually my default i'm like whenever i'm work at work i'm like a customer comes up and i'm like i am be- coming for you and then i just slowly do that walk over <laughs> to him
1: no wonder all of these marriage proposals <laughs> okay you guys want to talk about the fanfic yeah i do so this episode's fanfic is called like this episode wishful thinking it is by A 3 user aristina which is spelled a-r-y-s-t-i-n-a um the summary is when dean asked god to give him his little brother back he should have been more specific set season four post the actual episode wishful thinking so like the Hmm. idea is essentially that he wishes sam would be back to normal but he doesn't phrase the wish well and things happen this is a gen fic The characters are Sam, Dean, Castiel, Bobby, and Ruby. And the additional tags are D-Aged Sam Winchester. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, so he accidentally wishes him back uh, to being a kid. Um, Kid Sam Winchester, Protective Dean, Dean takes care of Sam, Uncle Bobby, Castiel is not all that helpful, Prayer, Wishes, (laughs) Angels, Demons, The 66 Seals, Family, Season four, season four, episode eight, wishful thinking, AU canon divergence, brotherly bonding, hurt comfort, angst, fluff and humor, mild language. Uh, And I'm also a really big fan of this little blurb from the author that was edited back in at some point. Um, It says, now this story, having been written in 2009 in the middle of season four, is definitely AU at this point. It does not follow events (laughs) of the show. Also, please bear in mind that with this being an old fic that I wrote as a teen, the writing might not be the greatest and the characters may be a bit out of character. I just think that's so charming. It is. It was posted on AO3 um, in, in August of 2015 uh this is when it was it was completed and um it's about twenty one thousand words long. Um and has around five thousand six hundred hits. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I'm I'm like, wow, look at look at this little story go this Little story from two thousand nine. Look at you. I love how it's grown. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to read this yet, but I'm excited to go through and see see what it's got to offer and I just Mm -hmm. think it's like a fun this is exactly why I try to find fan fiction that is directly related to some of Um. the episodes because I think it's so interesting to see just like this is like I think one of the purest forms (laughs) of audience reaction they're Mm. like look at my mind expanding just from having watched like this 40 minute episode or whatever it's really cool yeah and that's that
0: I love that. I love it. Yeah, it's so cute. I'm really curious. I like the idea of taking a de-aged Sam to like try and make him more right instead of a Sam's not right, and then like fucking him up more on accident.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm also a glutton for punishment.
1: True. <laughs> should we? Should we rate the episode? I think it's time.
0: Yes, I think so. Okay, I'm going to rate it 2 out of 5 Depressed Bears. Okay. (laughs) Um, Because, I don't know, there was some fluff in the episode that I really liked, Mm -hmm. but the story as a whole just did not seem to add really much into the world of Supernatural, except for, like, the boys' wishes, Mm -hmm. or lack thereof. So yeah, that's my rating. What about you, Ellie?
2: yeah i'm gonna put give it a 3.5 out of 5 um i really don't have many complaints and this is an episode i actually remember i just also don't think it's like the best i'm gonna change my rating (laughs) i'm gonna give this a 3.75 so it just gets a perfect c average
0: yeah it's like it's an episode
2: it's an episode (laughs) and it wasn't like a good episode it just wasn't Good, good. Um, so I'm gonna give it three point seven five. My mind went blank what was even in this episode.
0: Exactly.
2: Wishing <laughs> Let's be basic.
1: What about you, Jasper? <laughs> <sighs> oh, I need to calm down. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I um, I feel just really deeply ambivalent about this episode. There's things that, mm-hmm. like, I love, and there's things that I'm like, ugh, shut up. I don't know. And, like, I just, I think, like, some of the humor leaves a bad taste in my mouth. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to give this, like, a solid three. Hmm. Yeah. A three out of five Bigfoot baits. Because I feel like we were baited with Bigfoot that was not delivered. Mm -hmm. All the bait, no switch. I know, right?
0: Nothing, no, no media. Why is like nothing brave enough to just give me fucking cryptids?
1: Yeah, I know. Why are they so shamed? Just do it.
0: Well, I guess that means it's time for me to figure out what's going on next. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Untangle this mess. Find the threads.
1: I I mean, at least there was a lot of information about like Sam and Dean as characters and where they're at. Um, they're traumatized, mm-hmm. and sad. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We have that comment from Sam about Lilith Lilith, Lilith head on a plate. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Are you okay? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Lilith's head on a plate and so i'm like okay we're kind of like giving a little nod to dark sam that's what i'm gonna call him mm. now dark sam. dark sam yeah and <laughs> i think it's time for ruby to show up
3: mm-hmm. Ooh. where is
0: she what have you been doing girl where you at <laughs> <laughs> i miss her
1: and her little lisp mm-hmm.
0: just want her to come in and be a total fucking bitch what mm. if... Okay, there's a new demon. Okay. Big guy. Big fucking evil... He's one of the seals. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we gotta, like, break the seals, I guess, because um, so you don't pee yourself when you fall asleep at the party. <laughs> gotta break the seal. And... They go to fight this demon, but it's a scary demon. And then Ruby's like, oh, you guys are here too? <laughs> and they gotta, like, trust Ruby. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. what if Castiel comes in and is like, Ooh. you shouldn't trust Ruby. She's gonna, um, like, uh, lead Sam down a path of sin. He's gonna go blind from how much he's gonna sin at night. <laughs> and they're like but we have to so it's like Sam's going to be all like we got to trust Ruby she's like our only chance and then Dean's like no mm-hmm, mm-hmm. don't trust her mm-hmm. Castiel thinks she's bad and I um, want to put my mouth on his body <laughs> Oh and that's it I think I'm pretty sure those are going to be like exact phrases too <laughs> love <laughs> it Yeah like the quotation marks that'll be on the wiki Perfect. Or
1: Perfect. Yeah. The wiki. Yeah. Did you say the wiki?
0: I can't afford wiki, so I go to the wiki.
1: <laughs> the Walmart oh version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Getting a lot of mileage out of that.
0: <laughs> that actually um was almost my very unrelated, but when I was in my old friend group, I don't talk to anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we all had um superhero names Mm because we're going to take to the streets come superhero and um mine was the wikipedia i I have (laughs) access to all of the information on wikipedia (laughs) at any given moment because i was the only one of our friends with an unlimited data plan
3: that's so good
0: (laughs) and then our friend my friend jim had a whip so he was um bds gym and i was (laughs) the wikipedia -er. oh my gosh
2: that's so funny
0: what the fuck yeah this is really stupid
3: (laughs) all right all right
1: all right Uh, thanks for tuning in to on the road with supernatural our theme music was composed by Anthony Ployhart, and special thanks to Sophia Linden for our logo. If you're having fun, hit us up on Tumblr, Instagram, or Twitter at OTR Supernatural, or contact us by email at ontheroadwithsupernatural at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. That's all for today. See you next time. Somewhere in Ohio? Question mark.
0: You better keep that spooky shit away from me, Dean.
1: <laughs> Jordan, are you going to say goodbye? <laughs>
0: I don't know why my brain totally stopped.
2: Bye! Bye! Bye!